You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back. I am Heather Carroll. I am your host this morning for Real Presence Live. Thank you for joining me. It's been a great conversation so far um, with two great guests. Steve Castle was our first guest, and he's the new listener relationship coordinator here in Sioux Falls. And then we moved on to Kathy Crisp and the St. Vincent de Paul Society. If you missed either of those interviews, you can always check them out on our uh, website realpresenceradio.com and also on our podcasts and we're training how to upload those to the internet <laughs> so we are a little bit behind but we are working on catching up so just be patient with us we appreciate it um, but yeah we'll have those up soon so we're moving on second hour Sarah Dvoracek is on with us. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about who you are? Uh, so I grew up in St. Cloud, uh, and I big, good Catholic family, and then I went to school at the University of Minnesota Duluth. And when okay. I was in school, my family moved to Sioux Falls. And no kidding. Now, yeah, so now here's, here has been home for the last four-ish years. Um, I just graduated from the University of Minnesota Duluth in okay. the spring. So now I'm here as a Lumen Christian missionary. Wow. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of weird that your parents moved while you are in college. That must be weird. It's been an adjustment, yeah. um, but it's it's been good. It's been really good for my family. And then it was easy to transition in college then. Sure. Because it was like, oh, well, yeah. like St. Cloud isn't, fa- like there's no family there anymore. Right. So there was less attachment there. And Interesting. So, yeah, good. Huh. So what does your family dynamics look like? Do you have brothers and sisters? Mm-hmm. I have two older brothers and five little sisters. Okay. Um, and so... My Tudor brother is out of home, one's married, one's in grad school still, and then the sister at Augustana in town, and then one living in Lincoln, and then the rest are in school still. Okay. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So big family. That's always fun. Mm -hmm. So um, what's your faith like, faith life looked like as as growing up and as a child? Mm. Uh, Faith was always very important for my family. Uh, We were definitely a family that prayed the rosary every day. Mass was not an option on Sundays. Um, Mm -hmm. And just like, I've always been very attracted to the faith Mm -hmm. and just kind of slowly more and more attracted. And then in high school, normal high school things happened. And I remember being confused where God was acting in my life just like mm. all right like i know all these facts and i'm going to mass and i'm doing the things um yeah, you're doing the check box yeah yeah and i saw the goodness in it but i was missing out in the relationship mm. um mm-hmm. and so then when i was in college i was introduced to the newman center in duluth is really good and there was a senior that w- walked with me and kind of introduced me like oh this is what daily prayer looks like and this is something you should be doing um and then in that community i was able to like make a commitment to daily prayer and I was like oh this is the relationship that I was missing with all the things that I was doing like right um and it's just been deeper ever since yeah it becomes the why of why we're doing all the things and then the things we do are so much yeah definitely (laughs) so much better yeah (laughs) so you are involved in a ministry here in eastern South Dakota that's called Lumen Christi tell us a little bit about Lumen Christi so Lumen Christi is primarily a diocesan missionary formation program. Um, And so I'm placed at Christ the King. I'm placed in a parish. 
uh, with a specific ministry. It's like a Christ the King day. Did you know that? Because I'm oh, a parishioner there. Oh, really? Our first guest and the second guest were Christ the King parishioners. Just hmm. got to say, I just had to That's throw cool. that out there. That's cool. I didn't know that. <laughs> That's awesome. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I have like the specific ministry of being with the college students um, and trying to facilitate a community of prayer. But then the program itself was created to form missionary disciples. Bishop's vision is to form missionary disciples. Yes. Um, and so the way it's explained to me is if there's anyone impacted by my work, that's awesome. But the main goal is for me to be equipped to be a missionary for the rest of my life. Um, and so formation and reading and holy hours and all of these formational things have, are a really integral part of what I do day to day. So then you work, is it just with the college kids? primarily with the college kids. So I've probably seen you at Mass then, because I go to the Newman Center at Mass. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what's the dynamic like compared to, let's say, somebody in high school versus college? Is there a difference in how you approach them? Mm, I have never worked in high school ministry. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yes, there is. Um, just the nature of college ministry is a lot more flexible with um it doesn't have to be like within a school day or within an RCA or an RCA within a um like CCD program sure um it can be like there's a couple of bible studies that I'm running of underclassmen women and we just all send out a text what time works for all of us and we can pick Tuesday nights at this time right after mass and hmm. Um, so there's a lot more flexibility in that way of just the practicals of doesn't have to be within a school day or within another program um, just because they are over the age of 18. Well, and most of the time I would think that if you're dealing with a high school student, sometimes, not all the time, the parents are encouraging it, the mm -hmm. involvement. You're in college, you become interested in it for yourself. Yes, yes. And there's women that I've that maybe their parents weren't encouraging it, and now they're interested of like, oh, what's this thing? I was baptized, and mm -hmm. I have no experience with this, but I'm seeing the goodness in it, and I want to pursue it. Yeah. So, yes, there's definitely a lot more freedom in that. So, Lumen Christi last year for the Diocese of Sioux Falls had a much different look. We had um, small groups, and they kind of traveled around, and there was one, I think, in Aberdeen, and then mm -hmm. one down here in Sioux Falls, and now it has a very much different look. So, what does it look like this year? Uh, right now, there's... So there's supervising missionaries, and then there's uh, year-long missionaries that are... Um, so I'm at Christ the King, and then there's Mason, who's in Aberdeen. And so we aren't in teams. Um, but the structure of what the goal is and the vision is is the same. Just practically, we're spread out more. We're not in teams. Um, so it's a lot... I'm working a lot closer with the parish staff Okay. than I am with, with um, another missionary. Okay. All right. So how has it been going for you so far? I know we're early into the year. Mm -hmm. uh, what sort of things have you been doing? Uh, it's been really good. Um, like I said, the Bible studies, there's a couple of Bible studies. There's a couple events that Christ the King consistently puts on. There's a Wednesday night um, event that is every that happens every Wednesday. And then also, so I'm interested in healthcare. I'm in, I want to be a nurse um, mm -hmm. when I'm done with this. And there's a lot of flexibility with Lumen Christie, so I've been f uh, helping organize a group of healthcare students and healthcare practitioners, nurses, oh, other people. Yeah, um, so Cammie Anders is leading it. I know um, her, yep. yeah. And so 
I've just been putting together, and I thought that involves me lead- meeting a lot of people that have been really cool, just like living out their Catholic faith in what they do as yeah. a healthcare practitioner, as a nurse, as whatever the thing is, um, in putting it together. So that's interesting. Yeah, so something else. Yeah, because I just I got done, and the listeners have already heard this. <laughs> this morning, I had a uh, seven a.m. meeting with a group called Catholic Women's Professional League. Mm. And it's just kind of talking about the same thing of how to bring your faith into a place that maybe doesn't want to hear about it, you know? Yeah. And how our faith can translate into these spaces and places with people without being in your face. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. So what are some ways that you um, see other women are doing that when it comes to the healthcare industry? Mm. So the people that I'm thinking of right away are nurses. Mm -hmm. And so there's just, uh, the Vatican came out with a letter a couple of years ago, and one of the lines is that they bear witness to people's dignity by remaining with them in their pain. Mm. Um, and I just see that with hospice nurses or palliative care nurses of yeah. just being there and saying you are like with your body, like you are worth loving, even though you can't do anything for me by just being with them and just having them tell stories about their work and just is evident of how much they care for their patients. Yeah. Um, but just like remaining with them at their bedside. I love that. Remaining, remaining with them and helping them keep their dignity. It's mm. something that we've lost so quickly. Yeah. You know, just being with people. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Well, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Sarah Dvorak. She is a Lumen Christi missionary and you're working out of the Christ the King area here in Sioux Falls. Are you going to branch out to anything other than the the college kids. Do you have any Bible studies lined up in the future mm. or you're just kind of playing it by ear? Uh, so the healthcare would be a One. once a month uh, discussion mm-hmm. on ethical healthcare. So for the greater Sioux Falls area, students are definitely invited, but that's really interesting. Yeah. People could really get excited adults. about that. Yes. Well, and Cameo Anders is really exciting to be part of that because that's her law degree. Mm-hmm. So she's a lawyer and that's what she specializes in, mm-hmm. is end of care and some of those harder questions to answer, mm-hmm. you know, about the end of life issues that we have. Yes. So to have her part of that is exciting. Mm-hmm. So how do people find out more information about that particular group? Um, they can email me. Um, so... At S. Dvorak, so D V O R A C E K, at sfcatholic.org. Okay. Um, but also, the first one is November 4th. So it's first Friday, it's at 6 30 in the morning at Christ the King. Oh, wow. So if you just want to show up, we'll be there at 6 30. 6 30 in the morning. Yeah. The and first Friday, you said? Yeah. Okay. Um, and it doesn't, like, I ordered a bunch of books, so it doesn't, we don't need signups. We just, people can just show up. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, that's exciting. November 4th. Well, we have to take a quick break, Sarah, but when we come back, can we continue to chat? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, more with Sarah and Lumen Christie here in the Sioux Falls area. And what is going on and how has it impacted her personally? So stay tuned. More with Sarah right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 
how can you know for sure that your loved one is in heaven? Well, the short answer is you can't. I'm Father Chris Alar, but you can have confident hope that they are saved because no matter when or how they died, even by suicide, you can pray and make sacrifices now to still help them accept God's final offer of grace. Jesus told St. Faustina, call upon my mercy on behalf of sinners. I desire their salvation. When you pray with faith on behalf of some sinner, I will give him the grace of conversion. Wow, if you desire heaven for someone, God desires it even more. So do your part to help them get there. Please visit suicidemanhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Well, hello, people of God. My name is Father Jeff Epler, the Diocese of Fargo. I want to encourage you to continue to support Real Presence Radio by listening to it, prayerfully consider supporting through prayer this great apostolate, this evangelization apostolate, and if the Holy Spirit moves you financially as well. But either way, tune in every day if you can. Get your latest updates in the Catholic faith. Immerse yourself in the heart of Jesus, the heart of Mary, and the, the fullness of our faith. Oh, Catholic faith is awesome. And so, please support Catholic Radio, support Real Presence. And may God bless you. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. We all like to shop local, but sometimes there are items you can't easily get nearby. The next time you shop online, think of Real Presence Radio. If you use our special link, Real Presence Radio will get a portion of your purchase price on Amazon, and it won't cost you anything additional. Just go to realpresenceradio.com smile, and you're all set. You'll be directed to Amazon Smile, where a portion of your purchase price will be donated to Real Presence Radio. It's easy, fast, and doesn't cost you a dime. Find the link at realpresenceradio.com smile. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I am Heather Carroll. I am your host this morning for Real Presence Live. Thank you for joining us. We've been talking with Sarah Dvorak, who is a Lumen Christi missionary here in the Diocese of Sioux Falls. And she's stationed here at Christ the King, kind of working with the young adults, uh, the college ministry. And then we were just chatting about um, the health care group that is going to be meeting the first Fridays of every month at 630 at Christ the King. Yes. So that's really exciting because I'm sure there's a lot of... um, Especially being Catholic and being in the healthcare industry, there's probably a lot of uh, contention, issues, questions, a lot of things that can come up. And so it's really exciting that you guys have a group where you can hash it all out. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's been really good. Yeah. So let's talk about um, your. How long have you been a missionary now? A little over a month. A little over a month. Mm-hmm. So how has it impacted you thus far? It's been really good. Um, no regrets. No. (laughs) There's been a lot of, so I moved, graduated college and moved states. Um, so there's been a lot of transition, but it's just, there's, especially when you're meeting one-on-one with a student, you're meeting one-on-one with someone and you, there's just such, so many good conversations that need to be had. Mm -hmm. Um, and just as a missionary, I get front row seats to someone's conversion. 
And so, Amen. Yeah. And so it's, it's been really good. Um, there's definitely like ups and downs, but overall, there's just like such an honor to be walking with students, not being a student myself, and like witnessing their conversions. So what are some of the biggest issues that you're seeing um, since you were a college student and are now dealing with college students? What are some of their biggest um, hurdles they're having to overcome or issues that they're having um, just with their faith in general? Mm. I think just committing to daily prayer and Mm. sticking to that because Mm -hmm. there's so many different things as a college student that you're being pulled in different directions of Mm -hmm. if you did one more thing you'd be more eligible for grad school or if you did a better (laughs) GPA you'd be more eligible for your job or whatever all of those things and just committing to okay I've said yes to this Bible so I'm going to show up and just doing the thing because you said you do the thing out of love for the Lord is hard um, just because there's so much variability and flexibility in schedules um, where the students are in midterms right now and they're all swamped um, yeah yeah. And just staying loyal to that commitment they made. Mm. Yeah. How about some of the more um, hot button issues? So I'm kind of throwing you a curveball here. Mm-hmm. But some of the issues that are really prevalent with young adults now, um, with all of these ideologies that have come out that are just kind of nuts. Um, are they struggling to, I know my daughter who's 19 and her friends talk about these issues mm. as far as transgenderism and homosexuality and all of those types of things. Do they talk about that? Do they have discussions about the whys and whys nots, mm. if that makes sense? Yeah. So I've had a conversation with the students in Sioux Falls about it. Um, I think, speaking from my experience in Duluth, there was almost with such a subjectivity of truth, there was more people interested in objective truth. Because mm. um, the logic doesn't hold up. If mm-hmm. all faiths are equal, then no faith means anything. Um, and just, I think the fact that people were saying, this is the truth, this is who God is, uh, more students than you would think are attracted to that. Mm. Um, and I would imagine the same would hold up here. Cause that's encouraging. Yeah. That's encouraging. Yeah. Because it's, it's hard to know, you know, in this environment what they're thinking, mm. you know, and are they buying into some of this craziness or not. Mm-hmm. So that's really encouraging for us to hear. <laughs> <laughs> that maybe not so much. Yeah. <laughs> so what encouragement um, would you um, use to encourage other people to pursue Christ like you have? Mm. I think the the single biggest thing that's changed my life was the consistency in daily prayer um, of just giving meaning to everything else that I'm doing because mm-hmm. Mass is objectively good and is so good, um, but it gave me a reason why to show up um, mm. and just the who I'm showing up for mm-hmm. and gave me context to that and then also just the message being reinforced over and over again of you were chosen and you were beloved and you were a daughter. Um, that is true and I learned that all growing up, but just learning, having that be told to myself mm-hmm. um, consistently has changed a lot. So I've always found it interesting to ask people this question, and if it's too personal, you can let me know that. Mm-hmm. But um, what does your daily life, prayer life, look like for you? Everybody has it different. Everybody mm-hmm. does it different, speaks yeah. to us differently. What does yours look like for you? Um, so part of Lumen Christi is a daily holy hour, and part of, I'm living in Immaculata House, so part of that is morning prayer in addition to the holy hour. 
Um, and that has been good. When I am in a holy hour, I usually am in scripture somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, often the gospel, often the Psalms, um, Isaiah a lot. There's certain parts of my Bible that I keep going back to. Mm. Um, and just reading through it and there's certain parts that stand out or and then seeing the consistency over weeks i also journal when i pray and so i go back and read my journals like oh god has been proclaiming that i've been a daughter the last Mm. two weeks i wonder what he's trying to tell me right now interesting (laughs) yeah yeah i see a lot of people in adoration journaling Mm. and i've always felt like it was really weird and i have all of my um prayers you know divine hours the the hours on my cell phone and Mm -hmm. i always feel weird bringing my cell phone in the adoration (laughs) chapel but i do it anyway because i'm like they're just gonna have to get used to it (laughs) yeah no i I think people are (laughs) (laughs) i think we're used to it by now yeah well and i think it's interesting to watch too um i love that you're journaling because that i think god has been calling me to do the same thing Mm. um but i think it's interesting to see also in our prayer lives the different seasons we have mm. of prayer because it's at some point certain ones hit us different if that makes sense yeah that makes you know sense. like there's there there was a season when i was really devoted to the rosary and um love that and it's a beautiful prayer and then there's yeah. you know just different seasons and i just i think that's exciting to explore yeah no that makes a lot of sense so you mentioned that you're living um at the immaculata house what is that it's the Catholic Women's House in Sioux Falls, um, and so there's three of us that live there, and it's a structured life of prayer. So we pray a holy hour in the morning every day, um, and then night prayer in the evening, and then a couple times we have community meals, like house meals, a couple times a week, and then one of those days we usually invite like the PES sisters are coming over for dinner tonight. We yeah. had Father Sampson a couple weeks ago. Um, and so it's just been a, it's been a huge gift of, right. since I don't have a team, having that be my community in Sioux Falls and just yeah. a couple of women like really striving after Christ. Well, and I just think that is such a cool house. I mean, the fact that you're not really, um, in a monastery or a convent setting, but you're still single women of prayer mm-hmm. and that, so how has that been? When did you move in? We moved in September 12th. So okay. Almost a month ago. So almost a month. Yeah. So how's it going so far? It's it's been really good. Yeah. Uh yeah, just like I said, the community and the structure of prayer. Um and there's just something with living with someone, you get to know them a lot faster and a lot better. Mm-hmm. And it's been very fun already and very good and fruitful. And we've only been living there for a month. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's just something about living with people that have your same goal. You know, helping each other get to heaven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, in the end of all things, that's that's our all of our goals is to help each other and hopefully get there ourselves someday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's really exciting. So is there a possibility if some young single woman is listening to this and that sounds like something she might want to do, is there a possibility of having more people or is it closed off for now? There's a possibility of having more people. Um we were just talking about this the other day yeah. and yes and then also they're hoping to continue the house so if it's something people are interested in the summer or next year that's a definite possibility um and father jordan sampson would be the one to talk to about that okay all right yeah it's very exciting and um 
Just a unique situation, I think, too, because there was it was an old convent over at Christ the King Parish that's connected to the school um, that literally sat empty. I don't know how many years it, with maybe one sister living there. Uh, yeah, two sisters. Yeah, and it just it has so much space because we got to tour it, which was really mm. exciting for the us at Christ the King because we have been parishioners there forever but never got to see the convent oh sure and so to go in there it's like oh look at all this space (laughs) no there's like eight bedrooms that aren't being used so so it's so exciting that it's getting a fresh up facelift and Mm -hmm. and then there's also a facelift going on at christ the king so you're living amongst that Mm -hmm. the chapel yes yes so the chapel is still under construction, but we looked yesterday and there's now there, there's carpet. So there's things that are coming in. Um, Finishing touches. Yeah, nice. very exciting. Um, but they don't know what the capacity, but it's supposed to be for the college students. Um, so they have more access to spend time with our Lord. Oh. Um, so just longer hours and So there's going to be adoration there, longer, more hours? Yeah. I don't know if exposed adoration. They haven't made that decision yet, but at least Jesus will be in the tabernacle. Yeah. That's all I need. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And just people can come in and pray and... That's exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're... At Christ the King, we're building a whole new um, entryway for the school and it's going to be more secure. And then we're also revamping the front part of where the chapel is and kind of opening that up to the school. So mm-hmm. it's making it more centralized because I didn't even know there was a chapel back there, you know, all these years. And my daughter went to school there and oh, everything. Oh, sure. Yeah. So it's really exciting that they're opening it up to Christ mm-hmm. and that you can look down the hallway straight into the chapel. Yes, oh, I love it. it I love so it. Beautiful. I love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So any last thoughts? Uh, we're running out of time here this morning. Any last thoughts about um, anything that's going on with you? Mm. I just was reflecting this morning about how like little I can give God and how much he can make out of that. Of just like, if you can give him an inch, he can make a mile out of that. And just, I can see that in mission. I can see that just in my life of just the goodness of how much he's able to do with how little we're able to give him. Amen. Amen. It's kind of like adding the breadcrumbs to the meat loaf. Yes. <laughs> Yes. I'll give you my bread comes. Yeah, he just uses whatever we have. Oh, mm-hmm. what a blessing. Well, I am so excited to have you at Christ the King, and I'll be keeping my eye out for you on Sunday Mass. All right. <laughs> this is good. All right. So that was Sarah Dvorak, and thank you for coming in. We really appreciate you taking the time out this morning. Yeah, thank you so much. And we'll have all the listeners pray for Sarah and her mission and that it's successful and fruitful. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and we come back. We're going to talk about catechesis of the Good Shepherd. Jody Real will be on with us. So stay tuned. More Real Presence Live right after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Mm-hmm. 